Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's bonus episode of I Cast Fireball, which we call Meat and Geek. My name is Jacob, a.k.a. Lance Thalen who will be your host for these special episodes where we dive into the geekdom of each of our cast and guest cast members and see how we came to play this game that we all love. Today's guest cast members in the spotlight are a two-for-one deal. Let's go ahead and introduce yourselves, please. I'm Heather, and I play Mortara Gunnaman. And I'm Caleb, and I play Brickenbartham Smith, a.k.a. Brick. Awesome, awesome. All right, we're going to get started right away and just dive into the topic of D&D. I know I have, and most of us in iCast Fireball, have a history of somewhat playing together, but I never played until this round, this kind of podcast, with Caleb. So I'm going to start with you, Caleb, of how did you get into Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I've always been a nerd, You know, fantasy, sci-fi, all the good stuff growing up. But I never considered myself that kind of nerd, like to play Dungeons & Dragons and stuff, um, until college, actually, when uh, a few friends from college improv group, most of them we we know, it was uh, Thomas and Heather and Ned and a couple of others, were getting together, and they invited me along to... uh, Ned was the one organizing it, and he said, hey, we're, we're... playing some D&D, and we think this might be something that you might enjoy. Have you ever done it before? And I was like, oh, no, uh, I really haven't, but uh, I I did, and I had no idea what I was getting into because it has become one of the primary obsessions of my life for the past several years because of that. Uh, I, <laughs> I jumped in and loved it, and, and I mean, I remember my wife texting me. She's like, "You said you were going over for like a game night, but you've been you've been gone like four hours. Are you okay? What's what's going on?" And I'm we're like, just "I didn't started. think it was going to be this long." But <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's kind of how it all started with uh, a lot of you, ex- excluding you, Jacob. So this was a, a fun experience for me as well because. You had not played D&D with me, but funnily enough, I hadn't played D&D with you either. So <laughs> It's funny how that works. <laughs> I am finding that Thomas, Thomas is the gatekeeper of D&D apparently for a lot of us. And obviously Heather, I would assume Thomas was the first one to introduce you to it. But I mean, I don't know that. And I don't know if we officially even said to our audience that you are married to Thomas. <laughs> so you I what? what? News. Are you what? News flash. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I want to hear from you when first where did you first hear about it? Was it when you obviously, you know, in your relationship with Thomas, did, is that where you first heard about it or or where was the first time you were really introduced to it and then started playing it? So, you're right. Everyone kind of is led there by Thomas in this group. But I would say mine is different in the way that I didn't play it for fun. I played it to get him to date me, (laughs) sort of thing. (laughs) Played it to woo you. (laughs) Yes. And back then, it was actually Pathfinder that he started us on. uh, Because before they came out with 5e, Pathfinder was a little bit more accessible at the time than the current 
D&D for us anyways. It was probably different for a lot of people. They probably preferred it, but I preferred Pathfinder. And I remember the first time Thomas was like, okay, Heather, we're dating, we're cute. Uh, I'm gonna show you this side of me. And he showed me many, many, many dorky sides of him. Like our first, our first date, he only talked about Batman for a while. You know, I saw many sides of him. <laughs> you gotta start. He's small. like a he's like a D twenty. You never know what you're gonna roll and find. <laughs> right, but then on Saturdays, he'd always disappear somewhere early in the mornings and be gone until like one. He couldn't hang out till one, and I was like, okay. What gives? Like, what are you doing on Saturdays if we can't hang out and go do stuff? And he's like, well, why don't you just come see? And so I went and it was this huge session with these guys. And there was one or two girls, but just this huge session. And oh, my lands, I was actually really bored. Um, they just <laughs> sat there looking up rules for an hour straight. Nobody talked. And I had no idea what he had invited me to. So <laughs> I was a little concerned. But later I came to enjoy it. That is very similar to mine because I, I don't know if I mentioned this part in, in the Meet and Geek episode for me, but Thomas introduced obviously me to it. But the first time I witnessed it was a, a somewhat similar experience where Thomas was playing with a group of people at college. They were just in some classroom off to the side. Nick and Kiefer. Uh, it, yep, yep, yep. Shout out. Uh, and and I remember sitting there because they were just playing and I was going to go do a show or maybe Kel was, my wife was doing a show at the time. So I was just waiting for her. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll sit in and check it out. And I remember sitting there and it was about an hour to an hour and a half of what I witnessed of them planning how to attack a frog village. And I was like, oh boy, sign <laughs> me out of this. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, that's so funny that you had a very similar experience where it was like, yeah, not doing this. But then obviously later on, there had was some love to it because he then invited you to play and you kept playing. And I will say over the years, as I've seen different characters you've made, you have, Heather, had quite a variety to play with. So what, I guess, grabbed you, Heather, to not just be a hesitant observer, but then starting to actually enjoy the game. Shameless shout out to Thomas. He was the difference. Uh, not to say that the DM he had wasn't great. They had a great DM, but Thomas's storytelling is what captivated me because I'm a theater person at heart. I mean, all of us are. And the difference for me was that, is that I got to be in a play without having to audition, which was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already a main cast member. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, and then I'll switch that over to Caleb then. Caleb, you first started playing. When, can you recall maybe a favorite memory of yours when playing Dungeons & Dragons where it kind of had that switch from like, oh yeah, okay, I'll play. This is, you know, I'm around people I like, so I'll play to actually being like, Oh, this is this is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, honestly, that very first night that I played, I was I was pretty darn hooked. And that included, I mean, we were all level one. I was the only healer in the party. I got hit by like a torrent of water while exploring some caves. It completely knocked my character out, <laughs> and we literally had to like 
the party had to sit around me and wait for an hour for me to regain one hit point. <laughs> like, like two two players were playing cards on top of my unconscious body on the ground. <laughs> well, were because there's the no other healers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and uh, man, I mean, it was just. I, I think what was so fun about it was I just realized that night I'm like. This is the fun, nerdy stuff that I've been into my entire life, plus theater. Like, this is this is theater. This is live theater happening right now. It's improv, it's storytelling, and, and it's just fun. And so, honestly, that first experience was pretty special to me. I do remember, I think when it really became, like, mind-blowing was, in short, this is several months, if not over a year later... I was playing with uh, mostly a similar group of people, but a few people had come and a few people had gone. And uh, the party was in an airship when a a young blue dragon attacked. Um, and so we were having this aerial fight with, with that. And the dragon carried off one of the party members. And in order to get her back, we... <laughs> we loaded another one of the party members into the ballista on the airship successfully shot him out at the dragon. The dragon was low enough in HP that the impact of this character hitting the side of the dragon was enough to kill it. And then that guy dimension doored the both of them back to the airship. Like, flawless rescue. (laughs) It was just mind-blowing. I was like, I can't believe I was just a part of something that ludicrous and that amazing. It was really fun. Write it down and put it in a movie. There you go. Can't script it better. That's right. That's awesome. Well, with D&D, D&D kind of is obviously a very, and it's, it's, it's a proud thing to say, is a very geekdom realm thing. It, it shows the inner geek of everyone, the inner nerd. And for all of the different meet and geeks we've talked about, obviously most of us didn't start kind of in our exploration of geekdom with D&D. We have other passions outside of it, other things we're interested in, but that could be termed also a little geeky. Uh, and so I'll, I'll bounce it back to Heather. Heather, what are some other things that some interests and hobbies that you like to dive into that maybe first started you in your inner geek journey? Can my hobby of Thomas be that? <laughs> <laughs> the hobby of the husband. Yes, that's <laughs> That's a pretty well. I mean, even before Thomas, were you were you ever like into fantasy or like mystery or like even like books that are around that genre? I love books, romance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm. My hobbies were country the best dancing. Fantasy there is. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> this is why I don't watch Hallmark with you anymore. Um. <laughs> Hallmark, yes. There, there's a notorious. Uh, I'm not. I'm banned from Thomas and Heather's household when a Hallmark movie's on because I, yeah, I, even I'm your incredulous. Own. Even yes, your even own. my own. When me and Kelly my, own, my are wife has banned it. me. My <laughs> wife has banned me from Hallmarks. That's true. No, I mean I love romance. I love country swing dancing, improv theater. Those were kind of my hobbies. I wouldn't say I was geeky (laughs) until I met Thomas. I mean, he introduced me to watching Batman. He introduced me to watching Lord of the Rings. He tried to get me to read the Harry Potter books. 
It was hard for me because I'm so in love with the movies. I know that's weird. See, it shows I'm not a geek because I'm in love well, with that, the movies. Well, but, but that is. That's how a lot of people were introduced to Harry Potter. You probably watched them before, Thomas. So that is obviously a, a very big geek part of it. But I, I would say the thing that turned me to geek was I just love my geek. So There you go. There you go. Aww, Some- that's adorable. <laughs> he probably wouldn't appreciate that comment. <laughs> it's it's adorkable. <laughs> it was the geeks we found along the way that mattered. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, back back to Caleb then. Caleb, were you was it just your love of Thomas like Heather that introduced you that introduced you to geekdom? Or did you have did you have kind of past experience before even being introduced to all this where you're like, yeah, those are some those are some geeky things I was definitely into that I interest in hobbies that I had that probably led me to the D and D world? Yeah, I uh I came upon geekdom a little more organically, I guess. Yeah, I gosh. I think I first read <laughs> The Hobbit when I was eight years old, and I I read The Lord of the Rings when I was nine. My my dad's rule was I had to read the books before going to see the movie that was coming out that year. Yeah, I ate it up. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much anything sci-fi, you know, Ender's Game and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and then in the fantasy realm, stuff like, you know, Terry Pratchett, The Color of Magic... Uh, the Wheel of Time, Lord of the Rings, all of it. You know, I just, uh, I'm a very avid audiobook listener, and so I, I drank that up. Other geeky stuff, Star Wars and and uh, Star Trek and, oh man, Stargate as well. Um, I'm finally introducing my wife to the Stargate series, and dang, it's been fun to revisit those. But anyway, I always kind of, you know, was there, but I, I considered myself like, I'm, I'm a fairly hip nerd. I'm, a, you know, I'm... I'm nerdy in a cool way. And yeah, so that's it's always been there. And it's it's been really fun just to kind of discover deeper levels of nerd as I have grown into my my prime of nerddom. The roots run deep deep with Caleb. Gotcha. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's awesome. Well, even from all these experiences, I I guess the last thing we want to focus on in our special meet and geek episode for you two is you have this background with D&D, introduced through Thomas, through most of us. You have some elements of geekdom, um, whether it be, again, through diving nine years old into the Lord of the Rings or Heather imagining future romances of finding a, a nerd to sweep off his feet. But this led us to to this campaign. And that's what I wanted you, because you both bring a very unique perspective, because we, uh, Thomas, myself, uh, Mickey, we came into this. We were talking about it for months before. We planned it out. We're like, yes, we're going to do this. We didn't know the story, really. I mean, Thomas, the DM, obviously, is creating the story. But even then, we don't know the directions it, go- it goes or the choices we make. And you two bring a different perspective because you were listening to the story as it was happening. And then... Thomas reaches out and and you have a chance to become part of that story. So what I wanted to ask you is what drew you? I, I don't want this to sound self. Oh, what is the word? Self-aggrandizing or just like, hey, compliment it. But like, what did you love about this campaign? I guess when you were a listener of it, 
if you even loved it. Maybe you're just like, I need to join this because it needs to be fixed. But if you if you had some things that you enjoyed about it, what were some things that you were generally like, hey, I'm interested in this story. And then on top of that, well, we'll start with that. Then I'll shift to the next question. When you were in the listener perspective, what were you enjoying about this campaign? Okay, well... I did really like Fleeple. I love the very innocent characters who are crazy. That's true. I remember we played a year or more of a campaign where you were a very innocent character, yeah. I remember. Yes, that's right. So innocent that he'd always get into scrapes. And i that's probably what draw, draws me to Fleeple because he's just so sweet, so innocent. I mean, and the good constable, bad constable, that was just one of the funnest roleplay moments I thought to so listen good. to. Yeah. But one of the things I really love as it's gone on is seeing the characters come together because there's obviously three very separate characters with separate agendas. And to see how this innocent person who... In my mind, he's the Geico Gecko. Like, that's what he looks like. To that's Fleeple? <laughs> yes. The Geico Gecko. He's helping Gecko us with our car insurance. I know, right? <laughs> I um, love it. So I know what a kobold looks like, but just the way he talks, I just picture this withering Gecko. But, like, I have been so touched with the amazing sound design that enhances how you three have come together and changed each other for the better because in the beginning like I said it was three separate characters but I love how I can see you all coming together as a group mind in this beautiful storytelling yeah yeah I think I I, I've in listening to it myself just I'm finding moments that I didn't realize like you're talking about where oh that was like in, in the moment of us recording, I was just like, oh yeah, that, that's a cool thing to do, move on. But you can see the stitching of this, of the fabric of this team kind of coming together over the episodes where you're right, we were all like individual threads. Um, and then slowly over time, they've, they've kind of weaved together more. They're not totally woven. They're, they're, they're definitely some, some, <laughs> some distinctness and still some mystery left to it. But yeah, that, that's an awesome insight to, to what was going on. Caleb, for you, what what was kind of a, a perspective you were seeing while you were in the listening stage of it? So, funnily enough, I, I think before you guys had even aired any episodes, you know, when you were kind of recording the backlog, Ned sent a picture. Um, I don't remember if it was just to me or if it was to a group, uh, but it was like a screenshot of all of you guys recording. And I was like, I know all those people. I've done... Uh, specifically, I did a play with every single one of you guys, except Ned wasn't in that play. And then I did plenty of plays in college with Ned. But I was just like, man, I know all of those people. These are amazing people. And I was like, Ned, what what project is this? He's like, oh, this is, this is our D&D podcast that we're doing. And I was like, dude, I, I love all those people. I know that whatever you guys are going to make is going to be incredible. I would absolutely love to come on as like a guest or something someday if you ever, you know, get to that point. And he was like, okay, I'll, you know what? I'll run that by Thomas and see what he says. And so before even listening to any of it, just seeing the people involved, I was like, I gotta, I gotta be there. I gotta get a little piece of that action because that's going to be great. And you guys have not disappointed. You guys have 
absolutely delivered. I loved uh, Heather. Good Constable, Bad Constable was absolutely one of my favorite early on moments in the podcast. It was just so fun. And yeah, just seeing the character development, I actually really enjoy. It's been really refreshing to see that it's a small group of three players because so many, so many D&D podcasts out there have like, you know, seven, eight, sometimes nine players at the table. And it takes you forever to get to know all the characters and all the players and everything. And this was a very nice and streamlined way to do it. I was like, this is refreshing. This is beautiful. I'm loving it. And so, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really glad that that worked out because even without knowing how good it was, I would have wanted to join anyway. Just whatever you guys were doing, I wanted to be there. But then, yeah, like I said, you guys have not disappointed. It's been great. And absolute shout out to Mickey's sound design. It really brings it together. Holy cow. Especially, dang, the most recent episode that just dropped, the, uh, the last one with brick and mortar in it. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. That sound design was on another level. That was just... My heart. I know. Same. Like, I was just absolutely transported. It was, I, it was I amazing. I don't know how that woman does it. She is, she is a god, a god of the sound design, for sure. For real. Can I add something, Jacob? Yeah, of course. Something I really appreciate about the cast of iCast Fireball is from an improv perspective... One thing that we learned in improv, a lot of us were on the same improv troupe together. Mickey was like the number one fan of the improv troupe. And I feel like even she learned this lesson. And one of the biggest things they teach you is to recall moments in a story that the audience has heard in a story you told earlier on. And that's going to help them like feel that they're more of a part of it and just like oh they remembered that like they remembered me because they remembered that and you guys are fantastic of that and at letting the audience in on like your inside jokes like oh get your bard sheet ready (laughs) which i think is crazy how you guys haven't died yet i don't know how um i've been i've been waiting for that bard and it hasn't happened (laughs) there has i'm like And I know that Thomas isn't tipping the scales because I'm like peering over his shoulder and talking to him afterwards. I'm like, how did they survive? (laughs) (laughs) No fudging the dice rolls for him. No. But I appreciate that about you guys that you pull things back in from the story. Like you brought back in Ardina, like her name 10 episodes later. And I was like, oh, you know, I just really appreciate that. Yeah, those are some of the those are some of the funnest moments of when either Ned or Mickey or myself are bringing something that we've done as characters back after like you know episodes and episodes ago, and just being like not just as characters bonding, but also as cast members being like, you remember to say that, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, and that leads me to my to my last question naturally, because as you've talked about what we've tried to do as a cast is adding on to the story but also weaving this tale together and finding ways to come together and that brings in brick and mortar these two incredible characters that we have seen over now four regular episodes and one special episode introducing you've been in five separate episodes you two and 
I wanted to, I wanted to, as a final question, ask both of you what went into the creation of these two characters. We, we've heard, we heard a little bit, obviously, with your kind of origin episode, but just to get another more perspective of it, what were you thinking when creating these characters, and how were you able to magnificently, I will add, fit these characters into kind of the eye cast fireball tapestry? Such a great question. Caleb, we had so much fun doing this, didn't we? We really did. It was a lot of collaboration and texting back and forth, and we, we really wanted to do something together. Like, that was kind of the first place to start was, because er, early on in the you know first time I ever played, that was one of the discoveries we made that very first night. I played a very big, tall, furbolg character, and uh, Heather, you were playing a uh-huh. halfling. And our two characters kind of bonded, and you ended up riding on my yeah, shoulders right. for most of the the session. And I just kind of wanted to harken back to that a little bit. I was like, I, I really would love to do a little uh, a dynamic duo, characters who have some backstory together. And brick and mortar kind of uh, evolved from from all of that. Yeah, it started with Caleb and I texting back and forth, and I'm like, okay. What are you going to play? What am I going to play? We were going back and forth and we're like, how can we add to who's already there? Like round out the party more. And we absolutely didn't (laughs) because we both chose to be barbarians. And we like texted each other almost. We put some cleric in there too. Yeah, we texted each other almost like around the same time. And we're like, I'm thinking of going barbarian. And then we're like, oh wait, me too. Uh, okay. Well, I was thinking of also going cleric. I was also thinking of also going cleric. <laughs> yes. Okay. I remember and now. So as Caleb and I are going back and forth, we're like, well, I kind of want to be a cleric barbarian because that's so weird. And I like it. And we both thought of it at the same time. And so Thomas was like, well, why don't you? And we're like, we can't, we can't, we can't do that. And he's like, Yes, you can. Yes, and. Just do it. And so then we're like, okay, we're brothers. <laughs> yeah, brothers from the, you know, the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The arena back in the day, fighting each other, escape together, and then as sort of a redemption for our barbaric deeds of the past, finding religion and and becoming life clerics out of that. And so that, that yeah, it was a really fun little dynamic on how we, just the journey that we took in order to get to that. I want to shout out to anybody in the audience who caught the funny joke that Caleb put in there and knows D&D this well. I know Ned caught it because he said it in the podcast, but Lathander is a dude. He is a god. Yep, and so it, right. was a, it was a funny joke that Caleb and I were laughing about because Breck calls it the goddess and so does mortar they think they obviously don't know their god very well so they're not great clerics <laughs> they're not but their their worship is so pure that i think i think the god just ignores it being like oh those two <laughs> like the mother i love when breck is always like the mother we'll give it to the mother <laughs> i just found it i just found from our cast that was that was something that I was I wasn't worried in the sense of being like oh they're gonna ruin it but like 
in being like, how are we going to fit two new characters in this? And we just started to jive with our dynamic. How is this going to work? And I found it just brilliant. And I know it probably it, it probably wasn't like a master design in everybody's mind, but just the happenstance of how well brick and mortar fit into the cast dynamic. Because if you look at brick and mortar's story, at least to me, it's made up of almost a part of the original cast. What I mean by that is like, Brick and Mortar have such an innocence about them, which is so fleeple. This innocence, but yet a brutality to the innocence as well. So that's very fleeple. They also, we do not know a lot about them, even with the backstory a little bit. We, we know some about it, but there's there's still a lot of mystery about them. And that's a Lance Thalen thing where there's all this what's really going on behind the scenes. And then finally, they have inner demons they are fighting still to this day. I mean, Mortar, I remember, you know, shooting a freaking witch bolt at me, at my character, because he thought I was a ghost. And he's always seeing these these things and... And even his his haunted memory when fighting the, the Beholder. And those demons that are kind of haunting these two are connected to Malamara and her experiences. So I felt like you... And I know it probably wasn't like a meticulous plan out, but I think it was so beautiful that you almost yes-anded our characters by having elements of them, but then making, obviously, your own story and your own little adventure as brick and mortar. I, I would just like to compliment both of you because it was beautiful to me as an out, as an outside uh, person seeing this story. That is really cool because uh, I didn't notice any of that. That just kind of happened. That's awesome. That is really cool. I, I think that's one of the fun things about D&D, though, is just through the nature of collaborative storytelling you get a lot of symmetry that happens and you get a lot of similar themes and it's really cool also kind of going back to what we talked about earlier D&D is such a fun storytelling medium because you have like two simultaneous stories going on of you have the characters and their journey and how they need to bond and then you have a totally different dynamic with the players and them coming together and bonding more over time and I think it's just really, really fun to be there for that whole experience. And uh, it's just a very unique animal, and I love it. Yeah, and I love that you pointed that out, Jacob, because I I didn't really see that. But I do know in, like, the creating of it, Caleb and I, our number one thing in creating the characters was we wanted to make a pair that could complement the original players, but also, like lift them up because our biggest fear was pushing you guys to the side and we're like we're we're not the main cast we want to help lift them up and so i love that that came across because we were super worried about not helping you guys get your goal no we had i think we had two of the best fits into uh, the extension of the Jank Squad that we, uh, if you've heard the latest episode, the last book episode, as as you were, because every episode that you were in, we named it a book, uh, a kind of book, because we had our book adventure inside the book. But if you haven't listened to the last episode, you want to listen to that because it is kind of wrapping up the brick and mortar arc. But at the same time, it leaves a little bit of mystery behind. 
to see what's down the road for these two and and it'll be exciting to see if if Thomas weaves in a little bit more and and if if you're able to come back either together or separately possibly in the future and we just appreciate you both so much Mm -hmm. see and that's the crazy question that Thomas left he didn't even let me and Caleb know if we died or not we're just hanging out there yep who knows who knows (laughs) who knows when brick and mortar will reassemble (laughs) we shall see well, awesome. Thank you both so much for kind of sitting down with me and talking about your your adventures of geekdom, where they started, how they got into D&D, and how we are able to contribute to the story that, that we love so much and that we love that how much you were able to add to it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, our special Meet and Geek with Caleb and Heather, a.k.a. Brick and Mortar. We hope that you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed talking about our geekdom and adventures. From wherever you get your podcasts from, please leave us a review. It helps boost our ratings with each podcast service, and it puts our show out there on other people's recommended feeds, and it lets us know what you like about what we're doing. If you'd like to write something a little longer than a review, you could always email us at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we're hoping to get the word out there, and we can keep setting this podcast on fire. If we see a cool review or an email, we might even give you a future shout-out. Now, to get up the most recent up-to-date content from all of us here, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the handle iCastFireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insights from the players, the DM. You could even see some fun memes that maybe relate to what the story is going to come up or some little sneak peek audio bits and even behind-the-scenes shots sometimes of us making this incredibly fun world. Also, giving a quick shout-out, as always, to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, that is run by Ned, the resident kobold, and features occasionally Heather and Caleb and a couple other of us cast members, where they do mini one-month adventures on the Fate Accelerated Tabletop system, and it also is brewing up a special version of Improv Tabletop using the new Avatar Tabletop system that's out there, and it's incredible. You should check it out for sure. Whether you like tabletop, improvisation, or again, hearing from Ned, check it out. Lastly, please like and subscribe and share with your friends and fellow Wacky Adventurers our podcast. Until next time, I am Jacob, your host for the special Meet and Geek episodes. And again, we have with us tonight... Heather, who played Mortimer Gunnaman. And Caleb, who played Brick. Keep the fire going, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>